Good morning, Valley Community Church. It is, as Pastor Dan said, it is good to be with you. I am praising the Lord, believing, praying, proclaiming that your homes are enlarging in spiritual things, that you are experiencing the power and the anointing of the Holy Spirit during this time. We are going to begin a new series called The Hiding Place. And we need to just kind of uh, massage this for a second. The season that we're in, we do need a hiding place. But it's not cowering in fear. It's not seeing what's going on in the world and backing away somewhere and cowering in fear and, and not doing anything in the kingdom of God. It literally is living a life receiving the full benefit of who God is and walking in his power. Remember last series, we learned who God is. And who God is, you and I are created in his image and likeness. And we have to experience that revelation of that truth during these times Shall we pray? Father, thank you for your word. Thank you, Lord, that it pierces deeper than it ever has before, teaching us, guiding us, directing us, enlarging our thinking in the kingdom of God. Blessings upon every family that's represented that is hearing my voice and seeing me. And in Jesus' name, Blessings upon your homes. Oh, man, I miss you, but I am glad we are sitting together with your children, some of you, hearing the Word of God. Now, my goal is to help you in full knowledge to experience God in what you do, what you say, and how you feel. It's called the hiding place. In Psalm 46, verse 1, it says, God is our refuge. And when you study that word, it can be translated to hiding place. God is our refuge, our hiding place, and strength. Watch what it says. A very present help in trouble. Anyone in trouble right now? Anyone had times and seasons in your life where you were in trouble? And maybe even through that, some tragic experiences took place. And I want to show you what God has done, what God has given us. We know who he is now, but what God has given us to be able to live a life in the midst of this catastrophic thing that's going on with this virus. We don't have to walk in fear. We don't have to live a life allowing life to lead us and not seeing the Holy Spirit touch our hearts and doing the miraculous even in the small things. In verse 2 and 3 of the same chapter is the hiding place action or life living response to trouble. Trouble is out there. The Bible says in this world, you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer. He's overcome the world. 
And, and that's, that's powerful, but we need to know what, what do we do? How do we live this life that God said, I've given you? Watch what it says. Therefore, verse 2, we will not fear. Bottom line, let's, let's literally say what that is saying. We won't live in fear, but we will have a faith proclamation that fear won't control me. See, the enemy has come in and, and wanted to mask our proclamations. Remember, this is the year of harvest. We have seen immense things take place. What God is doing for the church, in the church, the beginning of end times, where the Holy Spirit is being poured out. But all of a sudden, we're, we're walking around. We can't touch one another. We, we can't do these things. We have to wear a mask. And if you found out, same thing with me. I'm a people person, and when I go in a store or whatever, I want to smile at people. I, I want to talk with them. But it's hard because they can't even see a smile on my face. So a lot of times, we're just quiet doing our things. That's not the plan of God. So look what it says in verse 2 in continuation. Even though the earth is removed. I'm telling you, we don't fear. But this verse kind of messes with my thinking. It says, even though the earth be removed. I might be a little concerned that the earth is removed. But not if you understand God's hiding place. David is trying to say, if God is my hiding place, my refuge, and my strength, nothing moves me, nothing moves you. Even if the world begins to dissolve, it doesn't matter. My everything resides in his hiding place. And I know what that consists of, because now, because of last series, I know who God is. God is what? And we have found out how huge and amazing our God is. Verse 2 continued, And though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea. See, the word refuge means a high, safe place. The hiding place. Synonyms of the word is he's our rock, he's our shield, he's our fortress, he's our tower. It literally speaks of, listen very closely, it speaks of the presence of God. And when you have the presence of God, you have all who he is. Let me just say this way, man did not create a safe place, terminology that is used today. God has always had this for you and me, a high, safe place. So the question that we we need to ask is, when someone is attacking you, where do you go? David had the answer. The answer is whether it's trouble, whether it's anxiety, whether it's stress, David makes a proclamation. And that's what I'm saying to you, is that take off the, the spiritual mask and begin to proclaim the truth of God's word in your life, in this hiding place, in the presence of God, that you, no matter what is going on, what trouble is manifesting, you begin to remove that mask that is covering the spiritual authority that you have, and you begin to proclaim, this is the year 
of harvest. David says, I go to God, and he, in that hiding place, is my refuge. The end of verse 1 says, God is a very present help in trouble. See, God is so present in your life. I'm going to say that again. God is so present in your life, he resides inside you through the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. First, we all need this hiding place. Every one of you needs a hiding place. There's none of us that are so spiritual, or can I say so spiritual, that we don't need a hiding place. God created it, God gave it to us, and it's that place where we can go where his presence is and all that he is is manifesting itself. Second, we all have this hiding place. I want you to understand, when you became born again, the hiding place is yours. It's a place to go. It is not something you have to work, earn, or anything. It is there. It is a gift of God. The presence of God is there. He lives inside you. He indwells in you. So let me build on that in this series. We're going to take a few weeks and really uh, massage this and bathe our spirit and our heart and especially our minds with the power of this hiding place. So again, who is your hiding place? It's God. If I gave you truth serum, though, some might say their hiding place is food. <laughs> and their scripture is, tamales are a very present help in the trouble of hunger. <laughs> Money or the MasterCard is a very present help in trouble. None of that satisfies what I'm trying to say is there is always something competing to become your hiding place. Every single day of your life, every single day, there is something competing for that hiding place in your life. Every one of you that are sitting there must understand that every day there's something that manifests itself, a thought, a statement, a confession someone brings, trouble, a hard time at work, looking at your bank account and seeing it being dissolved, whatever it is, it is trying to compete with truly what this hiding place is. Sports, clothes, self-promotion, business. Again, as we talked about this last uh, series that we did, I wanted you to begin to understand in every aspect of God, it's personal. That God wants you to become personal with him because he's personal with you. No matter whether it's the power of God or the love of God or the forgiveness of God, whatever it is that he is, it's personal. And it's for you, kingdom sons and daughters. You know, for many, um, you can tell their priorities. In other words, their first place they turn to. God created us to need a hiding place. And the first place we should think through is literally God. 
in this hiding place. See, the hiding place must be God, and you must make continued proclamations of what God says, not complaining about your trouble. Have you been around some people that are complaining and having a lot of problems? See, let's talk about this. What happens when you choose the wrong hiding place? First of all, when we choose the wrong hiding place, we create a distance between God and ourselves. All you doctrinal people, don't. Don't go crazy on me right now. I'm going to explain that. Let me say it again. When we choose the wrong hiding place, we create a distance between God and ourselves. The first commandment says, you shall have no other gods before me. So let's say it another way. You shall not turn to others first. You shall not have any other hiding places before. You shall not trust anyone other than me, he is saying. See, turning to someone else, the Bible calls it idolatry. The Bible calls it idolatry when anything else comes before God. Sports, food, relationships can be enjoyed, but they cannot take the place of our hiding place. When we look to or for something else, we tell God someone or something is more important than him. The distance, so listen closely, the distance between God and me is not created by God, it's created by me. And it's not as as space, uh, uh, space difference, God is in you, but you are still distant. See, God is right there, as close as he can be. But you have to recognize is, is that the distance is when we don't see God as this hiding place. We don't see him as this God that is there for us. And in him, there is power, there's protection. And if we don't see him as that way, then things that go on in the world like, go, go, like is going on right now, then we create a distance and we begin to listen to other voices, to other things. We become offended with the offended. We walk in unforgiveness when people walk in unforgiveness instead of being focused on this beautiful relationship with this almighty God. Here's the second one, second one I want to show you, is that when we choose the wrong hiding place, disappointment comes. When you choose disappointment as a hiding place, you will be disappointed because it cannot help in time of trouble. Nothing can replace who God is in your life. Satan is someone who masks. He's someone who masks things. During the second shutdown, I've seen many people disappointed. I've seen frustration in people. I'm not saying like in our church per se, but I I talk to a lot of people And I've seen people so disappointed because they were so excited about returning to church and excited about 
all the different things. And they began to listen to the voice of the outside of this hiding place, and they became disappointed. It is a spiritual ploy by Satan. He's a masquerader. To cover or mask our faith proclamation. Today, this year, is a year of harvest and blessing. We have allowed him to shut our mouths. And I'm just asking you, don't allow it anymore. Proclaim over your homes and your families and your businesses what you were doing at the beginning of the year. The enemy is telling us to do it another way or a new normal like Pastor Dan was talking about. There's not going to be a new normal in the body of Christ. There's going to be greater things. We're in the beginning of the end times. It's where God pours out his spirit. And what's going to happen is there's going to be greater things of the normalcy in the presence of God. When you know who God is, the normalcy is what God will do. And that's where your faith and my faith is. Many have become disappointed because their proclamations have stopped. Disappointment turns to discouragement and disillusionment and hopelessness. A hopeless person is a person that goes to the wrong hiding place for years. A person who has been dealing with depression is a person who has been going to the wrong hiding place for years. See, the Bible doesn't tell us depression isn't there. The Bible tells us why depression happens and what we need to do to align ourselves up so that depression will be removed and this delusionment will be removed and this discouragement will be removed because the truth will set you free. That's because it's only God's hiding place and refuge that can help. It's the only place you can find strength. Let me explain that statement. In 2 Corinthians chapter 11, it says, And no wonder... For Satan himself transforms himself into an angel of light. Therefore, it is no great thing if his ministers also transform themselves into ministers of righteousness, whose end will be according to their works. Satan pretends to be the Holy Spirit. Jesus said the Holy Spirit is the comforter. And Satan masquerades as an angel of light, and get you into unforgiveness, offense, and hate. We're seeing it in the world. When God is removed from people's lives, then hate and offense and unforgiveness will take place. God the Holy Spirit is the only one that can comfort you. Now, listen closely. If a friend comforts you, Christian friend in the Word comforts you, remember it was God through your friend that comforted you. Because comfort comes from the Holy Spirit. Second Corinthians chapter 1, let me show you this. Verse 3, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and God of all comfort. 
the God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our tribulation, that we may be able to comfort those who are in any trouble with the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted by God. The only way I can comfort others is to be comforted by God. It has to happen to you. You have to recognize it, that it does come from God. That's, that's what the Holy Spirit does. So what does hopelessness mean? Hopelessness is losing confidence in your hiding place or your belief in God's presence. You should always remember this statement. Hopelessness is losing confidence in your hiding place or your belief in God's presence. We've gone through that series of who God is. Wasn't that awesome? To understand who our God is, my statement is, how can hopelessness happen to me? Because in that hiding place, God is everything. Here's the third result of choosing the wrong hiding place. The third result of choosing the wrong hiding place is destruction. Yeah, destruction happens to people who love God. When I begin to go to something or other than God or make petty complaints of life, destruction begins to take place. Proverbs 14, 12 says, There is a way that seems right to a man, but its end is the way of death. Food, money, relationships, it will lead to destruction, even though all of these are to help you in the kingdom of God. It's choosing the wrong hiding place. It's not money. It's not relationships. not anything like that. It is being in the presence of God. It is allowing yourself to understand God, the all-powerful, almighty, sovereign God, loving God, forgiving God, has planned it to where you can hide with him. They're to help you. <laughs> Let me just make a little fun here. Have you ever had a potato chip talk to you? <laughs> Saying, oh, I understand. Eat another one. I will make you feel better. Well, yeah, maybe. With a little cream cheese with it and, you know, all kinds of onion flavor with your chip. So you're kind of hearing what I like to eat. See, the more you get relief from the wrong hiding place, the more bondage you move into. See, sometimes we don't want to hear that. <clears throat> sometimes as a pastor, I just want to jump up and down and just be happy and say, but I just want you to hear that again. The more you get relief from the wrong hiding place, the more bondage you move into. People pray and they believe and they share with others and other people pray with them and they say, how come I can't get rid of this? How come this can't be changed? It was changed with the death, 
burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. You have the victory in him. But the thing is, you're not in the presence of God. Is he with you? Oh, absolutely. But you're distanced because your strength, or you think your strength is coming from something else. Did you know in drug addiction, most drugs are eliminated out of your bodies in five days? But it's the way you think about it is the bondage. It's the way you think about the drug is your bondage. So the question is, if, if God's hiding place is his presence, <clears throat> why would you choose anything else? Because it's the way you think <clears throat> or the way you talk about it. So let's get a little bit more personal here. Some of you maybe are feeling powerless today. Some of you have turned on the, the webpage and, and what is this? You're not even part of Valley Community Church. You are now. You're part of our family. You're with us. But some of you feel powerless today because you are in bondage, not enjoying God's hiding place. See, because you're in the wrong one. You know that you need a hiding place because God created you to need that. You love Jesus. You've served him well. But you must choose the right one. Psalm 46.1 says, God is my refuge, hiding place, and strength. Strength only comes from God. See, the nature of a wrong hiding place is that it cannot provide strength. It is deceitful. It tells us it does, but it doesn't. So let me close with this. And we're just going to rejoice in this new series. We're going to find out what the presence of God is. Our mind cannot be our hiding place. Our mind tries to figure it out, and our mind cannot figure it out. We are supposed to go to God and leave it with him, casting all your cares on him. Today, many believers are so afraid of COVID. It is an evil, dangerous thing. But the Holy Spirit is not allowed to lead anymore, but the news does. What is being said about COVID, the power of COVID to some believers, Christians today, is more powerful than their God. And we learned in the last series that's wrong, that's not true. Some of you are devastated because you've lost loved ones and friends by this evil thing. But I want to say to you again, it doesn't change the truth. The truth is you need to run to the correct hiding place. To some fears all over you. It's possible you're not going to the hiding place where God is. 
It's not that you're doing something wrong or evil. (laughs) It's just bottom line, life has become so intricate and all this stuff going on that it has caused you to, to move your thinking into a wrong realm of thinking. And today, you're easily offended. Today, you're angry and you're sinning. The Bible says, be angry and sin not. I am angry about what this evil thing is, but I will not sin. I will walk in the power of the presence of God, his hiding place. I will stay there with him, so I will choose not to be offended. That's found in Mark chapter 6. So, pastor, what do I do? Let me speak to the church. Let me speak to Valley. This is not a weakness going to the wrong hiding place or refuge. The first thing you do to make that change is you need to understand it is called idolatry and you must renounce it. You renounce anything that super exceeds God in your life. Because it is an idol. Food, money, social justice, you name it, whatever it is. Food is good, money is good, social justice is good. But the Bible tells us there is only one good. In our eyes, this is the answer to our problems. This is the answer to our trouble. No, it's not. It's God. And when you understand God and you're in his presence and you live your life based upon that, you know what begins to happen? You begin to make the right choices. And instead of walking by fear, you're walking by faith. It will cause you to walk away from the presence of God if you do not renounce it. The second thing that you do, declare that God's presence, the hiding place, is where you go. Even though sometimes things happen and you feel like running the opposite direction, you stop and you declare, no, I will stay in the presence of God. Declare truth, what God said, who God is in your life. David in Psalm 46 David declared the Lord is his hiding place and strength. Hmm. The enemy, again, is trying to mask your declaration. Renounce what the enemy is doing and declare the Lord is ever present and his strength overwhelms who you are. Pastor Dan is going to come up in a a few seconds, but let me finish with this verse. Mark chapter 10, verse 27. With men, it is impossible, but not with God. For with God, our God, all things are possible. God bless you. God loves you. And I love you too. Thank you, Pastor Gary. An awesome message. I'd just like to encourage you today to really uh, 
download the notes from the website, uh, go over those scriptures this week, uh, take some time and really ponder them and allow the Holy Spirit, allow the Lord to begin to uh, bring deeper revelation uh, into this and what Pastor Gary was bringing out and talking to. You know, the word tells us in Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, it says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your path. We as believers, uh, Christianity is not just mere religion. The actual terminology for Christianity should be the right to a personal relationship with the Lord. And not only that relationship, but that relationship takes us into a place of intimate fellowship with him. The Holy Spirit is right there with you. God the Father is in heaven. Jesus is seated at his right hand. But he sent the Holy Spirit upon this earth that every believer who confesses Jesus Christ as Lord has the Holy Spirit abiding within them now. They have, the Holy Spirit has become one with your spirit, and your spirit was recreated. You're carrying around with you the fullness of God. John 1.16 tells us, And of his fullness we have all received, and grace upon grace. So I just want to encourage you to especially during these times of being shut in. You know, sometimes it just seems like we're, uh, Pastor Nolan and I were talking about this earlier, it seems like we're shut in, we're locked away. Actually, we can go out, we can drive around, we can go places, but it just has the mindset with a lot of restaurants being closed down. Uh, we're not uh, able to go to church at this time. And it gives us the mindset, kind of a claustrophobic mindset, that we're closed in. But the truth is you're, you're carrying around the Holy Spirit on the inside of you right now. 32 years ago when I came to the Lord, one of the first things the Lord shared with me is to, how to have an intimate relationship with him, how to, how to begin to sense his presence, how to move into his presence, and developing even into hearing the voice of God. And when I talk about hearing the voice of God, it's not hearing with these ears, though he can do it that way, but that's very rare. It's talking to you through the still small voice within your spirit. And I would like to encourage you to take some time, uh, have a place where you go, and have a time set aside where you uh, begin to commune with him. One of the best ways you can do that is through worship, where you can begin to worship him. You know, the Bible tells us, Psalms 100, uh, verse 4, it says, Enter into his gates with thanksgiving, into his courts with praise. So it talks about moving from the from the gates, and then it talks about moving into the courts, and many theologians talk about the courts there as the holy place. We have the right to move into that holy place, and one of the best ways is through worship. And then what I like to tell people is after you've worshiped for a little bit, then get quiet and just tell the Holy Spirit, Lord, I'm here. Lord, I'm listening. Uh, I want you to minister to me. And you just get quiet and you allow the Holy Spirit to begin to saturate your heart with his love and with his presence. In the beginning, uh, you may not hear anything. In the beginning, you may just may not sense anything. But as you continue to do this, what you're doing is developing in a relationship, in fellowship with Almighty God. So I want to encourage you not to do it for a week and then stop. Continue on, and as you do that, you will move into a place where uh, you will be led by the Holy Spirit in a greater way. You know, one of the 
uh, ministries of the Holy Spirit is that he leads and guides us into all truth. And you'll notice when you read the word after this practice that I'm talking about, you'll begin to see almost like the words jumping off the page at you. You'll, all of a sudden, there's things that pop out at you in the word that you just never saw before. It's the greatest life that you could ever live uh, flowing in the relationship with the Holy Spirit. So take that to heart this week. I'd like to speak. Some of you may be listening to this and you've, you've tuned into this broadcast and you're saying, I don't even know this Jesus that you're talking about. But I've listened to what's being said and it almost sounds like it's too good to be true. You know, in the natural, it is. But with God, he brought forth the supernatural. And he sent Jesus to this earth. He saw mankind lost, steeped in sin, into bondage of sin. And he had the perfect answer, and that was to send Jesus to this earth, to be born as a human being, to experience all that we experience as humans. And, but he lived a sinless life. And then he went to the cross in our place, fulfilled the law, lived as a perfect individual that none of us can, could do, went to the cross, and he took our sin upon himself. Can you imagine that? You think of all the people that have lived in the past, all the people that are living now, and all the people that will live in the future. He bore all of our sin upon himself. He took it because, as John 3.16 tells us, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever would believe upon him shall not perish, but will have everlasting life. And so... I would just like to encourage you today, if you've heard this today, one of the things that you may not recognize is I believe that God drew you to this place today on the internet to be able to listen to this broadcast and hear what's being said. You were actually led by God uh, to hear this today. I'd like you to introduce you to my friend. Would you receive him today as your own personal Savior? You know, it's not that once you receive Jesus, everything's going to be perfect. It's not. You're still going to have trouble in this life. Adversity's still going to come. But here's the benefit. You've got the Holy Spirit dwelling on the inside of you, and he will lead you through the adversity, and you'll be able to come through that uh, in victory because of his leading. The Bible also talks about God's favor upon our lives once we come to know him. So if you would like to new, meet, meet this Jesus today, it's so simple. All you have to do is want to and just say, Jesus, come into my heart. I invite you to be Lord of my life. Take over my life. Help me, Lord. I've made a mess of things, and I'm inviting you to be my Lord today. If you've said those words, and if you believe those words, if you believe that he went to the cross, that he is Lord, that he is God, that he paid for your sin, then if you confess him as, Jesus, as Lord, then you are, you are saved. Let me pray for you today. Father, I just give you praise for those who have received you into their heart today. Lord, I ask that you would wrap your arms around them and hug them and hold them and let them know of your presence. Lord, I thank you for recreating their spirit, giving them life anew. Father, I ask you to fill them with your Holy Spirit today. Fill them to overflowing. Lord, give them their own personal prayer language that they'll be able to worship you and praise you. 
and pray and intercede, Lord. Father, we thank you, Lord, for your hand upon each one. I speak healing and wholeness to them today. Lord, all of the things of the past, all of the hurts and the wounds that they have incurred in life, Lord, I ask you to bring healing to those areas right now. Lord, fill them with joy to overflowing. And Lord, I thank you of this new journey that they're on. Lord, of the great things you're going to be pouring out to them. Lord, we give you praise today in Jesus' name. You know, you're not an accident that happened in this world. Some of you, your parents maybe even told you that you were an accident. We weren't planning for you, but let me tell you something. God knew, and you weren't an accident to God. In fact, the Bible tells us that you were fearfully, we could say skillfully and wonderfully made and created by Almighty God. Not only that, but he has, a, he has designated, uh, if I could use this church word, ordained, a calling into your life, a purpose into your life. You may not know what it is right now, but God will reveal this to you as you continue to walk with him and spend time in his presence. You're valuable, you're precious, you're special. Uh, people may not be talking like that to you, but I'm here to tell you that's the way God sees you. That's the way we see you here at Valley Community Church. So I want to encourage you, uh, if you've given your heart to the Lord today, Right there on the screen, you'll see off to the right side, you'll see a comment section. If you can just type something in, I received Jesus today. Jesus became my Lord and Savior. I became born again today. If you could just text something into that comment field like that, uh, we'd like to rejoice with you. And let me tell you something else that you may not know. Right now, because you made Jesus Christ the Lord of your life, every angel in heaven is rejoicing. There is a celebration going on in heaven right now because of what you just did today. So um, I call you my brother, call you my sister, and I say this to you, welcome to the family of God. And to our church family, we hope that you have a wonderful week uh, as you dive in deeper to the things that Pastor Gary was talking about, and you begin to get to know the Holy Spirit in a greater way. I'm so excited for you because this will change your life forever. And so God bless you, and we look forward to being with you again next Sunday.